This episode of the Rock in a Hard Place podcast brought to you by Tweaked Audio at tweakedaudio.com. Seven styles, seven colors. Use the code HARDPLACE to get 33% off of your order. That's tweakedaudio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rock in a Hard Place podcast. My name is Chris. I am one of your normal hosts. Uh, unfortunately, Paul was working another uh, overnight shift and still has the Christian Rock 20 to get ready for this weekend. So he bowed out. But uh, thankfully, our very own Captain Kirk was able to step in to fill in for him. So uh, welcome, Kirk. Hey, how's everybody doing tonight? Hopefully everybody's doing better than me. I am fighting a cold right now, and uh, that is why my voice sounds so resonant. Um, I love getting colds for that fact. I don't love going through the other symptoms of colds. That's kind well, of at least awkward. a cold makes your voice resonant. It 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 just makes me sound like <laughs> a muppet. <laughs> So, man, that's funny. Uh, So we don't have a super long show tonight. We've got a few things that we're going to talk about, some newsy stuff that Kirk was kind enough to pull together and uh, and throw down for me. And then we're later on, I think uh, Kirk's had a chance to listen to the entire Nine Lashes album. And so we're going to dive in and dissect it a little bit and see what this album is made of. Um, It's going to be interesting to hear. I've I've heard takes from a glitter. I've heard a few takes from a few different people that they're not overly impressed with it. And it's funny because that is Paul's guest this week or this last yes, week on the Christian Rock 20. So yeah. we'll have to we will have to see what uh, what's going on with that. So I uh, find a way for him to send me his interviews because I, I don't I, I don't get to listen to the show. He usually so. posts them on the Christian Rock 20. Sometimes, but like some of the ones I actually want, really was looking forward to never showed up. Oh, like is that Steve right? Taylor. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. Well, but I know he's a busy guy and moved and stuff, so I'm not yeah. trying to pressure him or anything. <laughs> yeah, he moved way closer to you and you still haven't gotten to lunch with him. It might be this summer before we get around to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe about when he'll have some time. It's it's like uh, yeah we'll we'll just bring our kids and do a McDonald's let them go play. There you, well, his <laughs> daughter won't do much playing. She's not even calling yeah, yet. True. So, but that's uh, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, main thing we've got going on. Dustin Kinsru uh, has got. Uh, is this an album? I guess so. Thoughts yes. that float on a different blood. Yes, oh. it is a live covers album. Okay, and I have heard it. It's actually good. It's just him and a guitar. Now, when you, say, when you say you've heard it and it's good, is this like thrice, Dustin, or is this like that Christmas album he did a couple of years ago that was just really, really strange? Uh, well, it's, it is folky-ish more so, because it's just him and an acoustic. That's it. Okay. So, um, like the covers, some of the covers he did are um, Creep by Radiohead. Uh, he did a, he did Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. Oh my! <laughs> Which actually his version is a billion percent better. Um, he did Jesus by Brand New, Brand New. Yeah, that band. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Round here by the Counting Crows. Down there by the Train. 
Oh, no, Down There by the Train by Tom Waits. Okay. Sorry. Gotcha. And Buzzcut Season by Lord huh. are just a few tracks he did. And uh, it's just, it, it, it's like he's at a coffee shop with his guitar. And it's interesting. interesting. It's some pretty cool stuff. Cool. Are we going to hear that as another stuff to get some more in-depth take on it at some point? Uh, Yeah, probably a couple weeks. Okay. Uh, I've got one cooking at something else, and then I, was, I think I'm going to do this one. Awesome. Awesome. So, so something to look forward to. We'll we'll tease yeah. that for a future episode. Uh, Kevin Max has a new album uh, coming, and I guess pledge music for his upcoming album is called "Playing Games with Shadows," that uh, yes. launches April second. You can find some demos and song samples on his website, kevinmax.com, and also on SoundCloud. Now, I guess SoundCloud recently went through, um, or is in the process of some kind of a of a merger with. Um, noise trade, and there's another website. Paul was kind of yeah. lamenting this. He's not sure if that means there's going to be a lot of changes in how the structure of those things work, or if it's going to be better or worse. Uh, yeah, yeah, they they bought they bought noise trade. Oh, is that what? Out, it, okay, think. yeah, I saw that. I saw that headline. Wow. Um, so I don't know, and a lot of people were concerned. Um, it's like a uh, Fandango bought Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> well, there's no conflict of interest you're there. You're not going to see a Rotten Tomato review be- below 60% now. Yeah. Because Fandango doesn't do reviews, let reviews get too low, because it keeps people from buying tickets. So why would you take an established thing that people adore, um, and and then... I mean, of course, this is all conjecture, because they haven't done any of that yet, but why would you limit something like that i don't i don't know that you know that's all speculation according to with the whole uh, fandango thing right the soundcloud i don't know if we're going to see a lot of change because they're really running two different things agreed um oh pledge music bought noise trade and set fm is what christopher hardwick is telling us right now so apparently my, i was trying to find out who bought them my info is completely yeah, off gotcha gotcha well thank you chris yeah, for set, correcting me which i'm not i'm not familiar with set at all but noise trade there it's it's really kind of two different things especially with pledge music and noise trade um so I don't know if there is going to be anything. I think it might be more of just a financial backing for Noise Trade to keep going. Right. Um, but we we I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you know, Pledge Music's about making money. So well, we might see Pledge, some... Pledge Music could also use Noise Trade as kind of a backbone for their demos and samples and and that kind of stuff right. as, a, as a place to tease. You know, hey, this is what's coming up on Pledge Music. You got this band that's doing this, and then you know you could you could pipe it through noise trade to drive more traffic that way. Right. Uh, you could use noise trade as a background for, for demos and stuff that they put on the website. Right. Totally. Um, so in a, in a way to draw more interest and stuff, it, it could yeah. be really cool. Um, it's all good. I don't know. It, we'll, we'll see how it pans out. Cause noise trade. I remember when it formed, it cost you like 300 bucks to put your album on noise trade. Ouch. Um, and still give it away for free. But then you had to be the rights holder. I mean, like there was no way right. that like you had they had to make sure that you were the rights holder to that music in order to make it to make it go. Right. Yeah, it was all original stuff. I don't know if any cover albums were on there in the first three to five years of it. Wow. 
Yeah, interesting. So, um, huh. Well, I guess that remains um, to be seen. But what Noise Trade was was to drive information to the artist about people that were interested in the band so they would get the email addresses because it was required you have to give like an email and send three emails and it was much more complicated to get the free download it wasn't super hard Mm -hmm. but it was more complicated you had to post facebook you had to send a couple emails you had to do this that and the other and so it was a it was a a little bit of a different beast back in the early days because i was on i was using noise trade when they were like 30 albums on the whole thing <laughs> see i never use noise trade paul loves it of course he's the one with yeah. the noise trade picks and all of that kind of stuff so i mean i know that paul really enjoys uh the stuff that he sees and finds on noise trade um you know i i just don't have time to go through these lists of music to find something that's worthwhile i yeah, i'm the kind of person no. that has to have the album handed to me and said hey check this out you might like this yeah, exactly. And Noise Trade has gotten so big. It is, and at least they've created a search engine to find things, but it's hard to find good stuff. In the early days, my inclination, if an album was possibly going to be good, is that the cover art was any good. Because uh, 90% of the time, if the cover art was good, it was at least well produced. Yeah. Within, within a reason. And um, now people have gotten wise to that. So you can have a great cover art and a $3 recording. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, we started a $3 cover and a great recording. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand that one. (laughs) Exactly. Well, we started talking about Kevin Max. His new album is going to be launching on pledge music and you can check out information on that at uh, SoundCloud and at kevinmax.com. I'm curious, uh, you know, his, his style is really eclectic. You, honestly don't necessarily know what you're going to get from him with each album. Right. And I listened to a few of the tracks. Now, granted, these are just the demos. They're very electronic. Right. Right now. Not Which sure does, if that's what they're going to stay with. But that doesn't really surprise me, right. honestly. No. I mean, that's that's kind of where Kevin's had a bit of a groove. Now, it, just because that, I mean, your, your um, other stuff from last week was definitely much more of a lounge singer type feel in a lot well, of that's his. What it was it was an entire cover album of what they call the um, the great american songbook basically right, right. so uh, it was interesting i was pleased that he didn't stick to the traditional sounds of the song sometimes like his when you wish upon the star is really strange mm-hmm. compared to the original but once he gets into it you're like oh there it is yeah and and it catches and you're like okay cool Somebody, so, you know, and he does Moon River pretty straight up. And I, I've actually seen Andy Williams r- r- perform, so that was kind of a cool track to have on there. Good deal. I somebody posted I've a video. Of, yeah. <laughs> somebody posted a video of DC Talk on the Jay Leno show from uh, their. Uh, I saw that from, <laughs> from the album Free at Last, and they were doing uh, Jesus is just all right. You know their Doobie Brothers cover. And I'm watching them dance around on the stage, and I'm seeing Kevin and Michael and Toby doing their thing, and I'm just like, oh, my word, this is amazing. And, of course, Jay comes over afterwards, and he's got Rebecca DeMornay with him because she was the guest that night, the movie guest. Uh, it was crazy just seeing all that. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Nice, A nice, solid blast from the past. Yeah. Well, let me see. Yeah. We've got uh, a band called Poured Out. Maryland-based hardcore band Poured Out has signed with Face Down Records. The band formed in 2014 and will be re-releasing their 2015 EP Blind Heart on April 8th. 
You can rock the first single from that record, uh, American Justice Now, made available along with pre-orders for the album. Blind Heart was recorded and engineered by Josh Schroeder at Random Awesome, and the band will be releasing a new full-length album this summer. Uh, and uh, actually, they're also going to get an appearance at Face Down Fest, which is uh, going to be May 14th down in Pomona. I know Dustin, our hardcore guy for Broken, is going to go down there and check it out. And actually, uh, Kirk was kind enough to post a link to a sample. So I know, Kirk, you uh, you may want to turn your volume down a little bit, <laughs> uh, but we're going to go ahead and play a little bit of this for uh, for folks. So there you go. That is poured out in their song "American Justice," uh, available yeah. coming soon, and just signed to Face Down Records. Looks like it's available April eighth. So just coming up in a couple yep. of weeks. The, the music isn't actually too bad to me. I'm just not much into the growly, screaming, yeah, vocal. I'm just never been there for me. No, I totally understand. I I'm I'm the same. Uh, I'm the same way. Not a big fan of the uh, the screamo as it were. So uh, let me see. What is next? Decipher Down. Why don't you tell us about Decipher Down there, Kirk? All right. Decipher Down is going to release a new album. Finally. After several, actually, I failed. Was it a Kickstarter attempt? It was either Kickstarter or Indiegogo. Well, it must've been Kickstarter because I don't think they ended up getting any money out of their project. Right. That one was failed. They didn't promote it well at all. Um, but they went through Indiegogo or Pledge Music, one of those two, and successfully um, funded an album. It's going to be called The Other Side of Darkness. It'll hit stores April Fool's Day, April 1st. And um, their first single, I think, is called Nothing More. Yep. I want um, nothing more. Yes. There you go. <laughs> and uh, we have a sample still? We do. Let's uh, Let's hear what this sounds like. That's uh, much heavier than I remember them being. Yeah, that's that's the heaviest I think I've heard them ever. Yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I liked their first two albums a lot. I did not like Scarecrow at all. Right, I could not listen to that album much. Uh, this seems like a return to at least form songwriting wise. We'll see how the rest of the album sounds. I'm pretty excited about this. Now I was leery with Scarecrow being my last taste in my mouth. <laughs> well, have they? I want to say that they've gone through some lead singer changes, or is that they not... did that between the first and the second? First album, and second. I don't think they've done it again, but I could be wrong. Yeah, it's it's always difficult when you when you go through that kind of transition, um, you know, to, yeah. to to get back into the back into the normal flow of things. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it won't be that big of a deal. They'll be able to fly in it and uh, and make it happen. I mean, if the whole album sounds like that song, it's going to be hot. 
Yes, I'm. So. I'm It'll be the, the surprise of the year, I think, for me anyway. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Chris in the chat says, speaking of face down, Atlas posted on Facebook uh, that if it got 16 new likes in the next 16 hours, they would release a 16-track album. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> wow. All uh, right. That is insane. It actually could be pretty simple. Well, it it right. depends on how long the tracks would be. But you well, can't if, just if, chintz if out. They planned and, it. Well, and they had 16 songs. Yeah. And they had rehearsed it and rehearsed it and rehearsed it. In like two or three days, they could record 16 tracks, no problem. Yeah. It's just, that's, that's a lot of they work. You just wouldn't have time for overdubbing. Yeah. You just totally. have to do them live, straight to mix. You're done. <laughs> Last album was like 80 minutes long. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a record right there. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> no thanks. No thanks. Uh let's right. see. Crowdfunding update. We have uh old 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 band One Bad Pig. They actually are running a crowdfunding campaign. They have reached $5100 of their $7000 goal with 29 days left. I think this one's going to do quite well. It's actually listed as one of the most popular, like the top 20 most popular uh, campaigns on Kickstarter. I was checking them all out and stuff. I I, I think they could do 14,000 to over 20,000 without much trouble. There's a lot of One Bad Pig fans out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I know I posted the link both on the Facebook for uh, this podcast and for Broken FM and uh, got a lot of people uh, looking at it going how, you know, talking about how excited they are for this to happen and can't wait for it and, and that kind of stuff. So yeah. my guess is they will blow past their goal. Now, this next band that you posted here, Kirk, is, is that a typo? No. Okay. So Icon for Hire is running a crowdfunding campaign. Um, that I didn't hear anything about at all. They have reached $52,836 of their $2,016 goal, and they still have 20 days left. Yes. And they have like 1,100 backers. Wow. I didn't think these guys were that popular. Uh, apparently telling your record label to screw off endears you to your fans. I guess so. And it looks like it's down to two. Down to the two members? The photo for the thing was down to two members. Really? Like. I could be wrong, but yeah. there were just the girl and the guy, a guy on the uh, thing, unless hmm. it was... The other person was obscured somehow, and I didn't see him. No, that's that's completely possible. And uh, Chris, yes, you're right. They were on the Warp Tour last year. Uh, and that's when all the stuff blew up with them and their uh, record label because they were the the one of the guys in the band was whining about how they got a rotten deal from their record label and they were very upset, angry at the the deal and wanted out of their deal and they were mad that the record label wouldn't let them out of it and the record label basically said you need to learn how to read your stinking contract before you sign it so and then some other stuff happened and eventually they got kicked off the label. Uh, but I mean, they made, and then Ariel made the song that was yes, the, a bit controversial. Yeah, it, it was, it was a bit controversial just in talking about how the, the record industry as a whole is a bit misogynistic and, uh, you know, things yeah. like that. 
She's not wrong. No, no. <laughs> but there's tactful so, ways of doing it. She. Oh yeah, yeah. She they, drops, She didn't do it nicely at all. No, she drops some <laughs> words in there that are like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. distance myself a little bit from Icon for Hire. And here's the thing, I really liked their first album. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really bad. liked. I thought, man, these guys—they've got some chops. Yeah, it's like Viridia kind of came in and filled their shoes. Yes, and I kind of like Viridia more. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. So that's me. <laughs> uh, let's see, uh, Steve Hindelong, which I don't know who that is. Uh, primary songwriter and I think lead singer for the choir. There you go. Okay, twenty three thousand one hundred and twenty three dollars raised of their twenty thousand dollar goal with eight days left. So good on them. Uh, and Stavesaker is self-funding an album. You go to their website. Okay. Just type in Stavesaker on the... Uh, there wasn't any numbers up that I could find, uh, but it's like 10 bucks to get the album. So Not a bad deal. It's not a bad deal. No, not a bad deal um, at all. I need to listen to album...